Typical 23. You spend a lot of time wondering what Random House thinks of your book while golfing a tennis ball into cups you've set up in your barren living room. The golf clubs formerly belonged to your friend, who looked like Anthony Michael Hall, and you were always meaning to return them. And when you finally did, after your friend shot himself in the head, his mother said he'd want you to keep them, even though what she was saying was that she didn't want them in the house. You're tapped as the fiction editor for the campus literary magazine, and in turn, ask a girl in your creative writing class to be the co-editor, and she agrees, and you set to work on the slush pile, trying to make fair judgments on the work submitted, a job you come to appreciate as next to impossible, though it doesn't assuage your disappointment when a UPS delivery man shows up on your door with a package from Random House you momentarily think contains a contract and a check. Why else would they send it UPS? But really just contains the copy of your manuscript and a letter saying thanks, but no thanks. The fibers from your ripping open the UPS envelope catching in your carpet and without a vacuum cleaner, you have no way to clean them up. The actress Winona Ryder offers a large reward for the little girl from Ryder's hometown who is kidnapped from a slumber party. Your friend from Maryland, who is as much a Fitzgerald fan as you, tells you that River Phoenix died outside a nightclub in Hollywood owned by Johnny Depp. And while there seems to be an insinuation in these facts, it's just a terribly sad thing that happened. The girl in your apartment complex who tells you the dirty joke you don't understand until much later has a copy of the Rob Lowe sex tape and shows it to you. And after all the years of hearing about it and even the coy allusions to it in that movie Rob Lowe made as a comeback after the scandal, the video of what happened in the hotel room at the Democratic National Convention in Atlanta years previous is tame and a little boring. The body of the little girl from Winona Ryder's hometown who was kidnapped from a slumber party is found. Your friend, the Fitzgerald fan, goes to the inaugural Insomniacathon with you 24 hours of reading at a bar in Tucson, which you consider a pretty genius gimmick, not unlike the entire career of Howard Stern, the DJ in New York, whose book sells out in a matter of hours with millions more sold thereafter. The book signings like carnivals with people in costumes, and it seems like Stern will say just about anything, but you sort of get that he's doing it to do it, and it wouldn't be outside the realm of possibility that it's all an act, but even more curiously, the book seems to be a springboard to movies and television deals. Stern is on everyone's lips. The novelty of so many people who wouldn't normally be reading books suddenly reading one seems only a mockery. Stern stages a pay-per-view New Year's Eve special called The Miss Howard Stern New Year's Eve Pageant where women do things like eat maggots and put plastic bags over their heads and while the special grosses a ton of money, Hollywood executives who have been considering Stern for the job of replacing Chevy Chase as a late-night host change their minds. And so, too, do movie executives interested in bringing some of Stern's ideas to the screen. An Olympic skater is attacked, whacked in the knee, 
and it turns out to be a hit ordered by a rival skater. You apply to be an intern at the University of Arizona Press and win the position. Your curiosity about the publishing side of writing brims, and maybe they'll even want to publish your novel. But after a week, it's clear the press doesn't publish books like yours and really doesn't publish much fiction. And while the different phases, editorial, layout, cover art, publicity, are interesting, the internship becomes a thing around your neck, and you don't get credit for the class when you don't write the final paper about your experience as required. Radio personality Howard Stern announces his candidacy for the governor of New York. Madonna is a guest on David Letterman's show, and her appearance has to be heavily edited to be shown. Diane Sawyer is sitting in for your favorite news anchor, Peter Jennings, and the words coming out of her mouth on the television given to you by your parents cannot possibly be true, but it's all over all the other channels, too. The lead singer of the band Nirvana is dead of a suicide in the room over the garage in his house, and the facts and rumors and lies about the story consume everyone you know for days and weeks. A woman sues the president, claiming he sexually harassed her in a hotel room when he was governor of Arkansas. You've been listening to Typical of the Times, Growing Up in the Culture of Spectacle by Jamie Clark, author of the novel We're So Famous. <laughs>